here's a message from Ken Lavica. He's big. He has massive hands. He's strong. He's fast. He's completely unguardable. My Dolphins heart wishes to see Kyle Pitts holding up an aqua jersey Thursday night. We can all have our draft wishes, can't we? Coquel, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. Stream the show on the free ESPN app or on your Alexa, Google, or Siri smart speaker. Turn it up! Turn it up! Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. Are you crying? Oh, my Lord. I am sorry, honey. Please don't. Could you get your daddy on the phone? Don't hang up, please. I- From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Falcons, don't ruin this for me. Arthur Smith, don't ruin this for me. Do not take Kyle Pitts. Let him fall to six. Please. I need the Dolphins to do this. It's your lunch hour. Ken Levick alive. I'm that guy. He's Chris Kokel here from the Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm Beach. Anna John Levine, accident attorney studios right off of an overcast intracoastal on this Tuesday. Kokel, as we get closer and closer to 48 hours outside of the NFL draft, it has become increasingly clear to me that I need Kyle Pitts in my life, okay? I need him to be catching passes from Tua. I need Tua to take shotgun snaps, look to, to his right, look to his left, and then throw down the seam and, fi- and find that gargantuan human being at all times possible and continue to gouge AFC East defenses, to rack up 9, 10, 11 wins, to go to the playoffs, and to become an unstoppable offensive force. Kyle Pitts is transcendent. Kyle Pitts is who the Dolphins need, and he is at the very top, and it's a distant first at the very top of my NFL draft wish list. Your team, who's your player? The first run of the NFL draft is here Thursday night on ESPN 106.3. We are in an area, Coquel, that has so many different fans from so many different teams, and we are now in the realm where I can ask this question and we can start compiling who wants who and where. Who is your team and who is on your NFL draft wish list? We're talking first round. Don't get Kuiperish on me. Don't get nerdy on me talking about second and third round because I don't care and I'll cut you off immediately. But let's talk first round. Let's talk about your team and let's talk about who is on the top of your NFL draft wish list. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Who is on your NFL draft wish list. Mine is Kyle Pitts out of Florida, tight end, Dolphins at six. It's what I want, it's what I need, and it's what I have to have happen on Thursday night when I'm listening on ESPN 106.3. Coquel, you're a Jets fan. It looks like you're getting a quarterback. It looks like the Jets have married. They have gotten down on one knee. They have proposed to their quarterback. They have proposed to Zach Wilson. Is he at the top of your wish list, or are you just going along with it now? I don't really want Wilson. I'd rather have Justin Fields. I think he's the second-best quarterback in the draft. But I'm not. that's not where I want to go with this, because the Jets have two first-rounders. And it's funny. It took me to the other day where I was like, oh, this draft's going to be boring for me. Because, you know, the Jets are... I know you know what's taking. happening. But if, like, the Jets were actually a good team and picked 23 and not in the top 10 like they always do, like, I'd be excited for the 23rd pick. So I realized, like, the Jets have the 23rd pick. That's the one I need to be excited about. And I want them to reach on it. I know it's weird to say reach for a pick, but I want Travis Etienne out of Clemson. I want the dynamic running back. I want that game-changing player for whatever quarterback they take because the Jets don't have a running back right now. 
They have a bunch of number three running backs. So on your wish list, and the back end of the first round is a running back. You want Etienne to go. Not a running to, back. I don't want Najee Harris. I want Etienne. So you want Etienne yeah. over Najee Harris. So if Najee Harris, and I don't know uh, if he's still going to be around at 23. I suppose there's a possibility. But y- you, if it came down to Najee Harris and Travis Etienne, you want Etienne a running back, first round, going to the Jets. Because I think he's more than just a running back. That's why I don't want Najee Harris. I want someone who they can split out wide. I want a younger replacement, maybe old Le'Veon Bell before he got into his rap career. You know what I mean? Like back when he was <laughs> back when he, when he was a football player. Uh-huh. Like uh, that's who I want. But let's do it. We're inside the time period where we can do this now. Who is your team? And in the first round, who is on your NFL draft wish list? 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. 888-760-3776. I am just going to read off the sexy numbers that come with Kyle Pitts. Okay? 6'5", 245 pounds, 10 and 5 eighths inches hand size. That's freakish. Like, that is mutant, not from this planet type of hand size. 10 and 5 eighths inches. The wingspan, 83 and 3 eighths inches. That's like two human beings in one body with that wingspan. Your wingspan and my wingspan combined, Coquel, I doubt it gets to 83 and 3 eighths inches. I mean, he is just Inspector Gadget arms all over the field. 34-inch arms. 34-inch arms for this guy. His catch radius is absurd. It's obscene. He was automatic last year. They found different ways in that Florida offense to get him involved. He can go up and catch the ball over the top of a defender. He can catch with his hands. He can get his feet in bounds and reach towards the sideline and make the catch. He can catch it into his body, take a shot, protect, and bounce off that tackler. He is the complete package. And what's frustrating for me is that two weeks ago, it was projected that, oh yeah, uh, sure, he'll be there, six, seven, eight. But then, as sometimes in this pre-draft process, um, a legend grows and people start to talk and it turns into sort of a tall tale. He's turned into the Paul Bunyan of the NFL draft like he can do anything he's the strongest human being ever he has a blue ox he has the whole thing uh he is the freak of nature of this draft and unfortunately that's where a team like Atlanta comes in because I think two or three weeks ago it was pretty conventional wisdom that yeah the Falcons first year head coach Matt Ryan on the back end we're gonna go get a quarterback we're gonna have our quarterback in training whether it's gonna be Trey Lance, whether it's going to be Justin Fields, they're going to go get a quarterback. But now it looks like there is particular interest and a lot of buzz towards the Falcons and Kyle Pitts. And that, for me, is absolutely heartbreaking. I don't want to see it happen. At one, you're going to have Lawrence. At two, you're going to uh, have Wilson. At three, you're going to, who knows, with Kyle Shanahan. He says he has five quarterbacks that he likes at three. Cool, Kyle. He's Thanks got, for nothing yesterday. He's got to be looking to trade for who's trying to figure out who the Falcons want or someone wants to go back, right? Like, he has to be. What it, else could he be doing by saying he wants five Yeah, he's playing games right now. And then it's the Falcons at four. I thought the Bengals were going to end up being the team that was going to concern me most, whether or not they were going to go get Kyle Pitts. But I am starting to think that that's definitely going to be Penny Sewell. I don't know if Bengals fans are super excited about that. I'm sure that them, like me, they want the flash and they want Kyle Pitts over Penny Sewell, but I think can, the the common sense pick there, and again, I'm extremely biased, is Penny Sewell, and then the Dolphins come in at six. Kyle Pitts is on my NFL wish list. Who is your team and what is on your NFL wish list for the draft Thursday night, 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN, because I do think there's some Dolphins followers, Coquel, that would say, no, I want the wideout. I want Devontae Smith. I want Jamar Chase. I want uh, players like that. Uh, I don't want the tight end because I don't think he stretches the field like I want the field stretched with Tua. And I think that Devontae Smith is a particularly intriguing option. One, because he's a stud, but also 
Two, because he has experience with Tua. Waddle, same situation, though I'm a little bit concerned. Both of, both of those Alabama guys are coming off of injuries. I mean, Devontae Smith broke his finger in the national championship game. Uh, Waddle hobbled with that leg injury that he re-aggravated in the national championship game. So it's just more of the same. Uh, but then you also have Chase, uh, who didn't play last year. So it's a tricky situation all the way around, but... Anyone who follows the draft will tell you, and I'm telling you this secondhand, I don't know a damn thing, but I'm telling you this secondhand, that there is belief that this is one of the best wide receiver cores, one of the best receiver draft classes in years coming into the NFL. So who am I to argue? So if the Dolphins got any one of those, they're in a prime position at six to do so if they don't get pits. I'm okay with that, but my wish, my desire, my need Thursday night at six if the Dolphins do stay there is Kyle Pitts. I just don't know how you can miss with that guy, (laughs) both as a fan and as Tua. Like, you can't miss him, period. His catch radius is that good. We heard yesterday on the Chris Coquel mock draft on Mock Draft Monday. I mean, today is Take a Pick Tuesday. We'll get Wait, into that a little that bit again. later. It's a little bit later. Uh, we'll get into Take a Pick Tuesday. But I just want to let you know that, you know, on Mock Draft Monday, I had Pitts falling to six to the Dolphins. Bad news for you, though. We uh, don't have a lot of people working here, apparently. So I was on Evan Cohen's show producing also. What? And he picked Kyle Pitts with the Falcons. So I went, no, 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 no. He took, that was his take. He thinks the Falcons need okay. to get Pitts. He always goes quarterback, but on his show when I was there, he said that he wanted Pitts. But what? I'm fine with him doing a mock draft and you producing the show, but are you trying to tell me something? Are you trying to tell me, because mock drafts came up, and I know you love mock drafts. Well, I mean, it was mock draft Monday. Did, did you go on another show on this radio station and do a mock draft? I wouldn't do that to you. Did you go on another show on this station outside of the one you're on, Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel, and do a mock draft? I mean, he, he kind of said he might change the name to Evan Cohen with Chris Coquel. Coquel, play the clip from Evan's show because you're not going to be forthright with me on this, apparently. I want to hear what happened yesterday, Evan Cohen on ESPN 106.3. But can I give you a little background first? Like, no. It wasn't my fault. He, he he said, like, you know, he would maybe make it Ken Levick and Chris Coquel. Coquel, play the clip, please. All right, let's hear it, Coquel. How many picks did you do for your mock draft that Ken Levick wouldn't allow you to do on Ken Levick Alive? Unbelievable. The one, the show that you're I've only on. released 10, but I'm willing to give you number 11 as well. Are you oh, kidding God. me? You did an additional pick to what you forced your way onto doing yesterday. You did 10 picks yesterday, and then you did an additional pick on a show you're not even a part of? You didn't even hear me make a pick. Maybe I was just saying that. No, continue to play it. I want to hear the whole thing. Oh, God. Just give me the top 10. All right, so you know, maybe 11, teaser. We're going to keep the audience Jeez. here. Jacksonville Jaguars are going to take Trevor Lawrence. I know you didn't wow, see that one. Wow, I come up with that. Okay. okay. Yeah. The Jets are going to take Zach Wilson. Wow, impressive. The Niners, Mac Jones out of Alabama, quarterback. Okay, three quarterbacks first. Atlanta at four. Where do they go? See, this is where things get interesting. With the rumors of Julio Jones being traded, they're going to take Justin Fields, Ohio State, and then move Matt Ryan. I'm mad, but good pick. It would uh, would actually be a $65.4 million dead cap hit. That's what Coquel is suggesting. Great take. Oh, keep going. All right, right, so five, the Bengals. The Bengals got to protect their quarterback. They're going to take Penny Sewell out of Oregon. Okay. Okay, offensive lineman. You keep going. Dolphins are sitting there smiling. They might even pop champagne for this one. Kyle Pitts, tight end Florida. All right. All right. right. There you go. That's the whole thing. I'm I'm angry. I'm not happy with you. I can't believe that you just couldn't keep the mock draft to the one show you're on every single day. But, okay, I kind of like the mock draft. But. Did you continue doing this? Well, I mean, all that matters is that Pitts went to the top. Woo-hoo! 888-760-3776. High five, Ken. Did you really give an additional pick on a show that you're not actually on? Evan's like a star, though. There's pressure. Evan Cohen, five to Play six. Play the I clip, mean, Drive Cal. time radio. Play the clip. And number 10, the Cowboys. Patrick Sertain is the first defensive player off the board, the corner out of Alabama. South Florida guy, you said you wanted 11, so I'll give you the Giants. Go ahead. Ken's going to be mad at me, but Jalen Waddell, second wide receiver from Atlanta draft. Coquel! Every single day, I try to give you a platform on this show. I know that uh, it's 
an hour. But Evan's show is an hour as well. And don't let say, oh, well, it's commercial free. No, 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 no. You have betrayed me. You have betrayed my trust. You have betrayed this show. I can't believe, one, you forced your way to a mock draft yesterday on this show that I didn't want to it do. It was mock draft Monday, nationally widely regarded as mock draft Monday. But then you went to Evan's show and you did not only the same mock draft, but an additional pick that you didn't do on this show as a teaser for the listeners. Where are your priorities, Coquel? Uh, the microphone. I, feel, I like my voice. <laughs> I feel so betrayed. I mean, but I got good news for you. And then the audacity. With the 12th pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select Jason Owe, edge rusher, Penn State. And I started to Did you hiccup? There. Did I, you just hiccup? Because I can't say his name. Anyway. Really athletic, but he had no sacks last year, but he's probably the most dynamic, most upside edge rusher in the draft. It's Ken Levick alive, and we are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. I have been absolutely betrayed. Absolutely. With the 13th pick in the Chris Coquel mock draft, the LA Chargers, they're in LA, right? Because mm-hmm. I had San Diego written they're, down. They're in LA. Okay, good. Christian Darasaw, tackle Virginia Tech. Got to protect the quarterback, the good quarterback, not Tua, the other young kid. What's his name? Your favorite. What's his name? Tua. No, the other one. The good one. The Chargers quarterback. Oh, Justin Herbert? Yeah, that guy. And, and you're taking shots. I'm glad that you're giving the draft picks today and your scouting report. I mean, O-line's well. important. you got to protect your quarterback, and I think that's what the Vikings are going to do. Pick 14. Elijah Vera Tucker, guard, the best interior lineman. Penny Sewell is known as a tackle. This guy is the best guard at a USC. Who is on your NFL draft wish list for Thursday night first round? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. And when we return, 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan gave an existential press conference yesterday. We'll let you listen to it. He's Coquel the Betrayer. I'm Ken Levicka, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Kyle Pitts. I don't know the last prospect the Dolphins have been in on that I've been clamoring for like this like i'm almost getting to a point where i'm being uncomfortable with it nfl draft wish list on this tuesday don't forget the nfl draft is here on espn 106.3 thursday night our coverage begins at six with a special edition of ken levick alive coquel and i are going to be out at the palm beach kennel club paddock restaurant for pbkc's nfl draft party santonio holmes will be there as well and we're going to be giving you a chance, final day of Know Your Draft, giving you a chance, you and a guest, to join us Thursday night at PBKC, not only for the live broadcast, but also to watch the first round of the draft. And we have a $100 gambling voucher for you, $50 tab for food and drink as well. We'll be playing Know Your Draft later on in the show. And we're about 10 minutes away from meeting our brand new sports law and sports agent insider here on Ken LeVick Live, Pat Lawler. Lawler and Associates personal injury trial attorneys. Pat's going to join us to talk about the draft. Uh, he, since 1999, has been a registered sports agent and also is a personal injury lawyer. So Pat Lawler with us here, Lawler and Associates personal injury trial attorneys, in about 10 minutes' time. Yesterday, the San Francisco 49ers had a press conference, a pre-draft press conference in the Bay Area. Kyle Shanahan front and center. And He didn't really say an awful lot, and we didn't glean anything additional from it. And one of the major takeaways is that he's evaluated, and I know this is probably shocking to many people, he's evaluated five quarterbacks that he feels are a good fit for number three overall. Thanks, Kyle. Much appreciated. But Kyle Shanahan also got really dark yesterday, too, when he was asked a question. He was asked if Jimmy Garoppolo was still going to be on the Niners roster come Sunday, and this was his response. Um, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday, so I can't guarantee who will be on our roster on Sunday. Um, So that goes for all of us. Good Lord, Kyle. I can't guarantee that anybody in this world is going to be alive on Sunday. 
That's the most existential thing I have ever heard from an NFL head coach. The depth is that of that is unlike anything that I've ever heard come from an NFL coach. I can't guarantee that anybody is going to be alive on Sunday. And that goes for all of us. But Coquel, that got me thinking, what if the press conference continued in that same manner and Kyle Shanahan just continued to be completely existential what it would sound like Coquel, please be the reporter and i will be san francisco 49ers head coach kyle shanahan so coach what traits have you been evaluating most for the third pick of the draft well aren't we always evaluating evaluating our place on this planet your place on this planet what is our purpose What's our role? Do you control our destiny, or are we just pawns in an elaborate game? Are we evaluating our successes? And how do we know what a success is if we don't understand why we were placed in the universe? Anyways, we're looking for a leader. Next. Yeah, Coach, Joe Rigotti, ESPN West Palm. What are some of your controlling factors that dictate who you will draft at three? Do we actually know what's controlling us? What possesses us to act, to move, to love? Is God controlling my actions, or is there a higher power, a being or a force, dictating my destiny, this team's destiny, a quarterback's destiny, the obstacles we face on a daily basis? Are they challenges from an unseen entity placed on this earth to purposely help define who we are? Anyways, we want a leader. Next. Now, Coach, you said you've gone to multiple pro days and you've scouted many quarterbacks. What does all of that mean as we head towards the draft? What does it all mean? Good question. What does it all mean? Fascinating. Because what does it all mean? Why are we here? What is our end game? Is there an end game? Do we truly have just one lifetime? Does me being here, answering your question, coaching this team at this moment, in this moment, have meaning? Will this change the course of humanity? What does it truly mean? Anyways, we want to draft the leader. Next. At the end of all this, coach, when will the rookie QB and Jimmy G start working together? At the end of all of this, hmm. what is the end? What happens when we die? And is there an end to time? When did time actually begin? When our universe was created? Before that? When humanity began to populate Earth? Did time begin if a different species formed before humans? What's beyond the universe? Is the universe infinite? When the sun engulfs our planet and humans cease to exist, what happens then? Is that truly the end? Anyways, we hope Jimmy G can help the rookie become a leader. Next. We've heard a lot of rumors, Coach, about your team and Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields. What's true and what's false? Is there such a thing, though, as truth and fallacy? Is truth to one person or group of people completely false to another person or another group of people? Is there a parallel universe where we're living concurrently, but what's truth in my universe is false in the other Kyle Shanahan's universe? Can truth really be proven? Does one's life experience dictate what's true and what's not? Is truth just a perception anyways we think they can all be leaders that, that, oh, go ahead sorry sorry coach no i think we're done here no but i have one more question coach yes who do you think the patriots are going to take at 15 i don't care this is my team no are you really doing this with the 15th pick of the chris coquel mock draft the new england patriots take micah parsons middle linebacker penn state I'm glad you got that in there. Excellent. Well done. So that's what I felt like the rest of the existential press conference would go with, would sound like for Kyle Shanahan yesterday. The darkest I've ever seen an NFL coach go, especially in a pre-draft press conference. That was downright weird. What do you think his goal was, though? In like all reality, was it just to throw everyone to off be a their pain. scent or just to be a pain in to the To be butt? a complete pain. Like, and he doesn't want to be doing this. He doesn't want to face any of these questions. I mean, he's just being a complete pain in that spot. Ken Levick Alive, presented by Coquel. What did you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down on the uh, existential press conference. I think it was good. Mm-hmm. It's nice to know what quarterbacks think about. No? You didn't like it? I don't know. You had to punt? I mean, I, gonna, we'll workshop it better I mean, I, I, I did my drafting at the end to try to save it, <laughs> if that tells you anything. That was the uh, the life preserver at the <laughs> yeah, end of that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people want to know, though. Like, you know. With the 16th pick in the Chris Coquel mock draft, your Arizona Cardinals select. <laughs>
J.C. Horn, <laughs> South Carolina. Who's Arizona Cardinals? Why did you say that, and why did you say it like that? Because it's everyone's Arizona Cardinals, and they only have cornerbacks that are on one-year deals, and they need a corner, so they're going to go for J.C. Horn. Speaking of the Arizona Cardinals, former first-round pick of the Cardinals was Patrick Peterson. He was formerly represented by... Uh, the, the the great Pat Lawler, he's our new sports agent insider, our new sports law insider here on Ken Levick Alive, and he will join us in just a moment. He also is a professor, an adjunct professor in the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, presenting sponsor of Ken Levick Alive, and for 21 years, Dr. Jim Reardon has been sending his students into the sports industry. It is wildly impressive, and even in the last couple of days, we've had some ridiculous news coming out of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, like first-year student Tiffany May. She has officially been named to one of only four internship positions being offered by the college football playoff for this upcoming college football season. There were over 300 applications for this, and Tiffany May, who is in the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, one of just four who were given an internship with the college football playoff. It is elite, elite positions, elite opportunities come out of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. And now it's up to you to find out more and take advantage. Summer semester courses, fall semester courses, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, remote courses, or on campus in Boca. That's fau.edu slash MBA Sport. When we come back, Pat Lawler, our sports agent and sports law insider, from uh, Lawler and Associates, personal injury trial attorneys. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. It's Ken Levicka live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like. Kenny Coquel like putting things in number order. Order, order, order. Five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the electrical standings. All right, Coquel. Today, our electrical standings, we rank five through one top chips and dip combinations. Coquel. Five through one, go. Number five, spinach and artichoke dip with normal Tostito type chips that you get at the restaurant. Number four, sour cream and onion. No dip at all. Just the Ruffles, sour cream and onion by itself. Number three, Ruffles chips with homemade ranch dip. Number two, I don't know, this may get me in trouble. Pretzels with homemade ranch dip. Number one, Tostitos and salsa con queso. My five through one, chips and dip, electrical standings on this Tuesday. Five, Fritos and Ranch. Four, Tostitos and Mild Salsa. Three, Pita Chips with Pico de Gallo. Two, Cheddar and Sour Cream Ruffles with French Onion. And one, Tostitos Round Chips with Queso. Those are your electrical standings. And now joining us now on Ken Levick Alive is a man who I've known for quite some time. He is Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury trial attorneys. He has been a sports agent since 1999, and also he will take care of any of your personal injury needs. You can find him at wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. Pat Lawler of Lawler & Associates, personal injury trial attorneys. Pat, good afternoon. Thank you for hanging out with us. And uh, you are our sports agent and sports law insider here on Ken Levick Alive. And so this is a busy time of year. Let's start with this, Pat. And again, thanks for hopping on. Uh, you know, Patrick Peterson is someone that uh, you were in the mix with, represented him when he was coming out and was going to be a first-round pick. What are the days leading up to the first round of the draft like for an agent and a player? Well, it's pretty crazy. It obviously depends on where your players uh, rank at, whether first round or in later round. Obviously, first round guys, it's nuts because you've done uh, a lot of visits to teams, which hasn't happened this year, but you did a lot of visits. You're trying to figure out 
who is ahead of you and where it's going to go. In Patrick's case, I mean, we were on the radar of possibly going to the Broncos, and that was what we were thinking. And um, obviously, we didn't go with them. And uh, Arizona was came out of the blue, kind of. We had no contact with them at all, no visits with them. They kept it a hush-hush because uh, the 49ers were at 7. Pat went at 5, really wanted them bad. So it's just figuring out what teams are, are looking at them. Um, and later rounds, Ken, you're kind of just contacting teams, trying to get a feel for if they need anything else from you. Do they have any red flags you want to address? And uh, just getting ready to put the family and the player for uh, hopefully getting picked. Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Trial Attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com. And Pat is our sports agent and sports law insider here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, you had mentioned... Uh, you know, yeah, there's no meetings going on now, no face-to-face, nothing along those lines. How detrimental has it been the last two years for prospects not having a full NFL combine and relying solely on pro days? Well, I think if you look at the first-round guys, not that much. Um, I, I think that they're pretty been, they've been evaluated for at least three years by the scouts. Um, not having the combine does hurt those guys in the middle of the pack. It's an opportunity for them to go up and compete against guys who maybe looked at it with a higher draft rating, and they were able to compete with them and do special things. Um, it's a it's a dragged out process up there for four or five days. It really wears the player out. And ironically, at the end, Ken, you got to perform on the field, but you're performing at the same level as the other guys. Uh, the combine, I mean, the uh, pro days, they're scripted. Um, you know, as you know, they would do their usually do their work at the at the combine and then not even do any of the testing. They would just do position drills at pro day. Now they have to do everything. So it falls a lot on the actual schools and the players to really perform at that one time. They don't have a second time to do it if they don't do well at the combine. So I think it's really hurt them. It hurts them from a medical standpoint, if there's any red flags on that. So the agents, uh, if they were smart, they would have the players do testing, get MRIs, get x-rays to show them that any red flag injuries are healed or not having being problematic. But it definitely had a detriment. The visits are critical, too. Not having the visits to the teams or even individual workouts on some occasions do hurt a lot of the players. What do you think players should do about endorsements? At what point in their career should they sign them? Because there are guys like I look at Boynton Beach's own Lamar Jackson, and I'm shocked he hasn't signed a deal with a Nike or an Under Armour before he got his big five-year extension. Well, the, the interesting part is that people think that the players in the NFL in particular have huge uh, marketing contracts, particularly with Nike or other ones. They're not. The high-end players, without getting into the details, you'd be shocked at what some of the deals they get with Nike. Uh, Under Armour is a little bit better, but um, you, you don't get what you think you should get. Lamar was came out, obviously, he's Heisman Trophy winner, and I don't know why he hasn't signed a deal. Um, it's kind of surprising to me, especially some of the, his level. Uh, but they should, if the opportunities you get when you first come out, if they're there, you should take them and just do them for minimal year, a one-year deal. A lot of them are one year. Nike wants three years with a you know one-year extension, too, so they're kind of tough to do that. But uh, I don't know why they don't sign them early on. Most guys are jumping on as soon as they can to build that brand awareness. Uh, a couple more agent-related questions here. Pat Lawler of Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Trial Attorneys. Wanttolawyerup.com. Wanttolawyerup.com. Our sports agent, sports law insider here on uh, on Ken Levick Alive. Yesterday, Kyle Shanahan sat in front of reporters and said, hey, we have five quarterbacks that we've identified uh, for the number three overall pick that we really like. And ESPN is reporting that the Niners still aren't sure what they want to do at three. Do you, Pat Lawler, someone who has been in behind-the-scenes meetings with general managers and prospects and represented some big names in the NFL, do you buy that the 49ers, 48 hours out, don't know what they're doing at three? No, I don't. <laughs> I think that they, uh, that they what's his name, that they have uh, – they have the idea. They're going to take Mac Jones. I mean, I think they like his who he is with, with Shanahan and obviously with John Lynch. Uh, Justin Fields is in the mix, but I don't know. I don't think uh, any other quarterback is there for them. So, no, I don't buy that they don't know who they're going to take. They've done the research on Mac Jones. They've talked to him and and found out if he fits their scheme, and I think that that's a no-brainer they're going to take him. 
All right, so Pat, full disclosure here. When it comes to cryptocurrency, I, I, I really am fascinated about it, but I don't know really a damn thing about it. And because it's so unconventional, it worries me, it concerns me. I'm having a tough time taking the leap. We are seeing, though, professional athletes who are now asking their teams for bonuses in cryptocurrency. The NBA is offering, some teams in the NBA are offering um, money to their players in the form of cryptocurrency. Trevor Lawrence yesterday signed a deal where his signing bonus with the company will be in cryptocurrency. If you were representing a player who was into cryptocurrency and wanted to see if a team would pay at least part of a bonus or his contract in cryptocurrency, how would you handle that? Very very good question. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm a conservative guy when it comes to that. Uh, it's such a volatile issue right now. You just see it every day, and uh, I think it's very uh, troubling. Um, obviously, with with you know someone like Trevor Lawrence, he's going to get a certain amount of money got based on where he's picked at one. But they're looking at the risk. Everybody looks at what happened in 2011, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, what it is now, and yeah, it's an anomaly. I, I'm not a big fan of it at this point. Um, I think people who put into it are maybe uh, the ones who make tremendous profits from it, but. I don't think I would recommend a player to get cryptocurrency at this point. Are you surprised it's even allowed because of salary cap ramifications? I am, yeah. I mean, I am because uh, it's a matter of usually it's something that's consistent throughout all the league. The NFLPA is something that promoting. I haven't seen anything from them uh, mandating that's something they support uh, in any way. I think somebody just wants to be a little different and, and do the cryptocurrency. Uh, to each its own. If a team and a player are willing to do it individually, I just don't know if the unions would support it. Um, I followed it that much, but I did look at it in general, and um, I'm not a fan. I think it, it may blow up in people's faces, to be honest with you. It does sound like something that in the NFL could become a major sticking point between uh, ownership and players' union down the road uh, when whenever they get to a, a another uh, uh, agreement between the two sides. Let's finish with this. Let's go to the legal side, Pat. Uh, last Friday, right as we were jumping off the air here on Ken Levick Alive, the announcement was made uh, by Governor DeSantis that this state is closer than it's ever been to legalizing sports gambling. Um, uh, the, the, the tribes would be involved, the Seminole tribes would be involved, and this would be a major financial boon for the state if they get this right. There's still some hurdles to go. You've been in Florida a long time. You've seen multiple iterations of this that have fallen flat on its face. Is this finally going to happen in your mind, just based on what you've seen from the legalities of it all? Is sports gambling finally going to be a go in the state of Florida? Yes. The The reason is is that they're tying it in with the Seminole Pact. Um, under the amendment that was passed a couple years ago, Amendment 3, which is not part of the Constitution, it describes that the voters have to agree on casino gambling. Casino gambling does not involve, first of all, sports betting. It involves card games, casino games, right. and slot machines. Secondly, the, it's carved out that the Seminole Pact and the, uh, the Indian tribes could uh, do their own thing, and they tied it in. That was a smart thing. Obviously, there's probably going to be some litigation and attempts to do what they call temporary injunctions to stop it, but First of all, it's about time. They should have had this in place three or four years ago when New Jersey was doing it, and I, I thought it was ridiculous they didn't. Um, but it's going to happen, and I say it's going to happen sooner than later. Um, they're already putting stuff together and working with the different sports books uh, you know, around to get it set up because uh, they want to have it set up before the NFL season starts. I think it's going to be a go for sure. Uh, that is uh, great insight, Pat. We really appreciate it, and we love having you on board because there's a lot of things. I'm a, a very limited intellectual mind, and so uh, there are many things that uh, we're going to need you to uh, to cover, and we're going to lean on you here as uh, as we move forward because sports law, and especially from an agent perspective, we always need that because we're just two dopes doing a radio show. So it's good to have a brain in the room finally. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates. WantToLawyerUp.com. WantToLawyerUp.com, our sports agent and sports law insider. Thank you, brother. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, okay? Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me. Matt Lawler again, Lawler and Associates. Personal injury trial attorneys. He has all your personal injury needs taken care of, and he's also our sports law and sports agent insider. WantToLawyerUp.com. That's WantToLawyerUp.com. 
sports gambling, Coquel, how much of it do you do you gamble at all? Do you do anything on say DraftKings? Do you do anything off the books per se when it comes to sports betting? I don't at this point in my life, but I have. I may have ran a little book for my brother as an extension of his and when I was in college. Okay, but it's been a while. May have, may or may not have, if anyone important's listening. <laughs> but what I'm saying, like right now, you don't really do much. Right? I don't have the uh, funds to gamble. Yeah, I don't get these big endorsements that you get. You know, the big high roller host of the show. What can I say? So, I mean, I need. What am I going to? What am I going to gamble? With? But I, I don't gamble because I am very cheap. Like that, that's the God's that's honest truth. I would do it. I would do it, except I'm very cheap. But I find the prospect of it fun. And if I could on a Saturday. Go to PBKC or to Seminole Hard Rock and sit down and prop my feet up and spend an entire day at a sports book gambling and watching sports. I damn well might start at least occasionally betting. Like this, for me, like I feel like this is what that is targeted at for the person that doesn't put himself or herself out there. But now it would be legal, and now there's a location for these things to happen. Now, mobile betting, that is the top of the mountain. That's where a, a state like New Jersey is really cleaning up because they passed mobile betting. Um, that Amendment 3 that Pat was talking about, people didn't read the amendment. They just voted on it. They looked at, They watched commercials and said, oh, yeah, gambling, I want that, but I want to vote on it too. But they didn't realize it was the fine print that that didn't allow mobile betting. This had to be on-site gambling. And so Florida would have to jump through some hoops to make this mobile gambling, mobile betting. But, damn it, I would love to be at a sports book on a Saturday and immerse myself in that. That would lead me to gamble and then force-feed the state my money. I think the, the key to it is finding the number that's exciting for you. Mm-hmm. But also, you could spend at a restaurant and not be mad about. You know what I mean? Like, sure. All right. Sure. If I spend a hundred bucks once a week out to dinner, which for me I'd still be nervous, but for the normal person is nothing. Like, play that number. Don't try yeah. to go too high above it. Then it's like going to a sports bar, but with some ex- extra juice where you're yeah. forced to watch the game. Like, you want the big rollers. You want those guys who are going to throw thousands, maybe millions of dollars. But for around. them, that's like my hundred dollars. Yeah. So that's the difference. That's their number. Yeah. So every exactly. person has. That's why when you gamble, the one thing I used to tell my buddies when I was doing that in college, because they would want it, I'd be like, listen, just because you see our other friend betting this amount doesn't mean you have to do you that. can bet ten dollars i don't uh-huh. care it's you, what you bet what's fun i don't right i don't want to be chasing you down for that money anyway right. you know right. what i mean so like bet what's comfortable for you i love the thought of bookie coquel that is uh that that is excellent actually i just imagine you as like dog the bounty hunter like chasing down these uh new jersey rejects who owe you money is well, the i got into trouble though that most people in that industry do is when I thought someone made a dumb bet, I would start not putting them through and taking them myself. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't push it along to my brother. I would take it myself. Gotcha. And then they'd end up winning, and I'd be like, uh, luckily, I had an older brother who just would take care of me no matter oh, what, and, that's he, how and you, he would pay it off. Dude, yeah. that's how you get yourself, like, beat up or killed. I mean, our big-time college money, though, was like 300 bucks. Oh, okay. You so know what I mean? We're like, not talking, like, life-changing, no. holy bleep But for money. us, it okay. was. That's like a month of drinking Milwaukee's Best at SUNY sure. Cortland. But, man, if you extrapolate that into, like, big money stuff, well, that's, that's how not... people do get in trouble, though. They, sure. they try not to push it over. They take their friends. Then they bail, and they don't realize yeah. how dangerous the people they're around are. That's why it's good to have the legal sports betting because then you don't have yep. all that extra but stuff. But that appeals to me. I'm the guy who ends up getting most affected by this because... I would start putting some money on sports if I could hang out at a sports book, eat some lunch, and just chill. Like I would absolutely do that. And so that speaks to me. I'm excited about it, and I do hope it goes through. And God knows it would be great for the state. Every single damn state in the union should legalize sports gambling. And that just opens up corporate ability too, sponsorships, partnerships, especially in our realm. It's a no-brainer. It should absolutely happen. And PBKC would be a part of that, you would think, as an on-site sports betting location. Speaking of PBKC, you can gamble there. And we are giving you the chance to not only be there Thursday night with Coquel and myself for a special edition, an NFL draft edition, 6 o'clock, Ken Levick Alive, but also Santonio Holmes is going to be there as well, hanging out with fans. You're going to have a full buffet. You're going to have drink. You're going to have the gambling. And oh yeah, you're going to have 146 TVs and two jumbo screens to watch the NFL draft. And we're giving you a chance to go with a guest to chill with 
with us, and we're giving you a $100 gambling voucher and a $50 tab as well, just for the hell of it, because we're great people, because we want you to be happy. Like I just said, how $100 would make me excited to bet. Now think about if it's someone else's money. You know, if, if Pat Rooney says he has $100, they're going to be like, all right, Don't have do to it. tell me twice. I'm getting in the car and I'm going. 888-760-3776. It is time to play Know Your Draft. We're testing your draft knowledge. This is our final day, your final day to get in, your final opportunity. We've had four winners. We're looking for a fifth. Draft Trivia, that's the name of the game. And if you win here on Ken LaVica Live, you are headed to PBKC Paddock Restaurant Thursday night. You and a guest, $100 gambling voucher, $50 tab. Me, Ken LaVica, he, Chris Coquel, Santonio Holmes, and a good damn time. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. When we come back, we play Know Your Draft. He's Coquel. I'm Ken LaVica, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Hey, listen up. Subscribe to the Ken LaVica Live featuring Coquel podcast. It's easy. It takes mere seconds and you get it wherever You find your favorite podcast, just subscribe to it, rate it. It goes right to your phone, right to your mobile device. It's foolproof. Technology is a wonderful thing. And while myself and Coquel, we're wonderful as well, just trying to entertain you wonderful people. At the conclusion of our show, every day at 1 o'clock, a couple of minutes after, boom, right to your phone. If you subscribe to the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, and rate that baby and listen to it in its entirety every single day. Or you can pause it or listen to it whenever the hell you want. Right, Coquel? That's right. It's up to you. It's you're in full control of the podcast. All right, Coquelm, do your do your thing for the game. What game? Oh, you mean no your draft, yeah, no your exactly draft, right. no your draft, no your draft. I am glad this is the final day of that. Not because I don't like talking to people or talking football or getting me. people to come to PBKC. Like I just, man, we need a bigger budget for this show to eliminate no your draft to eliminate those types of things. No your draft. Final day. The winner. Of our head-to-head. That's right. We have a head-to-head on the final day. The winner of this is bringing a guest, well, the person that wins and a guest, to PBKC Paddock Restaurant Thursday night. Myself and Coquel, we're going to be there. Doors open at 5. We broadcast live from PBKC at 6, leading you into the draft. San Antonio Holmes, you may know him as a Super Bowl MVP and an all-time great. He's going to be there. And it's not just the buffet we keep mentioning, Coquel. It's not just the drink we keep mentioning. It's the gambling voucher, $100, the tab, $50, but it's also the chance to win tickets to the draft in Las Vegas next year. And it's also the chance to win tickets to a Steelers home game this season. It's going to be a really good time. And it's time now to play No Your Draft. Thank you. Appreciate that. I was wondering if you were going to jump in on that, and I'm... Oh, so glad you did. <laughs> Kelly in Palm Beach Gardens is our first contestant. Kelly, are you ready to play Know Your Draft? Yes, sir. All right. I'm going to bring in your opponent today. He is in P- West Palm. It is Chris here on Ken Levick Alive. Chris, are you mentally prepared to play Know Your Draft? I, I am. Okay. Excellent. So what I here we're gonna lay out the rules since this is a head-to-head version. If you know the answer, the first person who say their first name, Kelly, you say Kelly. Chris, you say Chris. I am the judge. I will determine who said it first. You get first crack at the answer. Okay. The, the reminder: don't say your answer after your name because right. if you don't get chosen, you'll be giving away an answer. Wait for me to address you. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Kelly, Chris, that didn't sound very confident. Good? Good? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Excellent. We're good. Hold on. Before we start, we need you both to say, <laughs> know your draft. Know your draft. All right. They're listening. I, that was unnecessary. And I'm sorry to both of you for having to go through that. Uh, Coquel is going to be uh, let go after the show. Okay. Yeah, good Here we go. Here is our first question. It's one win and done. It's sudden death. Here is our question. 
The Carolina Panthers took this former Florida and Auburn QB first Kelly. overall. Kelly. Cam Newton. Kelly, do you have plans Thursday night? I do now. You do now. <laughs> he is confident he is correct. Cam Newton, Kelly, you and a guest are going to PBKC Paddock Restaurant on Thursday night, night one of the NFL draft. You will receive a $100 gambling voucher, a $50 tab, and you'll be there with Santonio Holmes and a live broadcast of Ken Levick Alive. Kelly, congratulations. We'll see you Thursday night as well. Sounds good. Thank you, fellas. All right, Kelly. Appreciate it, Chris. Thank you. And we apologize. But you can still get to PBKC, the Paddock Restaurant, on Thursday night. All you have to do is reach out, pbkennelclub.com, pbkennelclub.com. Find the information. You can still be a part of it. Doors open at 5. A rousing final edition of Know Your Draft. Do you want to get one more out of your system since that was the, the final game? I forgot about this. I would have gotten out of know your draft. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But I do know my draft. That's why the Chris Kokel mock draft has been going on what number we all now? day long. This when is this big pick for you? This is a big pick. This is the Dolphins again. Oh, this is 18? Okay. This is 18. With the 18th pick of the NFL draft, the Miami Dolphins select for rag arm. Stop. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver, Minnesota. <laughs> so the Dolphins are going to go with two receivers. Oh, well, in your mock draft, it's Kyle Pitts and a receiver. Okay. Yeah. Think about how. Think about that offense. Even Ragarm can throw for yards. <laughs> Would you with stop that. calling him Ragarm? He well, he does not have a Ragarm that needs to end. You're playing into some weird criticism of him that doesn't actually exist. It is completely infuriating. So tomorrow we have uh, we've been on a little bit of a Steelers kick. We've been talking about Santonio Holmes being with us. PBKC, the Rooney family, we're going to be there Thursday night. Ike Taylor is going to be on with us two-time tomorrow. Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl champ Ike Taylor will join us tomorrow here on. Do you know what I want to ask him about? By the way, sure. Because after Washington takes Jeremiah. Awusa Kohormora from uh, <laughs> you've clearly done a ton of research. Linebacker on him. Notre Dame, uh-huh. hey, linebacker Notre Dame, athletic kid, great upside. <laughs> you don't know a damn thing about him, including how to say his name. The Bears are going to take Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech, the corner. I would like to hear about his coverage skills from Ike Taylor. All right, if we're going to do that, what? Okay, yeah. could you please reach out to Ike Taylor and just give him a heads up? You're going to no! ask him about him. He's not coming on as a draft expert. He's, he's here to tell he's stories a, and to tell us about his draft. He's experience. an expert. He's a, he's a, he, the coverage, yeah, he ran like a 4-2-40. That doesn't, that, that, it has nothing to do with him talking about specific players. Please don't set us up to fail before we actually have on no, a respected former Ike's NFL veteran. Fail. So then I can tell him my, I'm, the goal here is that I ask him about Caleb Farley. He doesn't know, and then I get to jump in and talk about Caleb Farley and all the other top corners. Maybe we'll do top five out. corners. Let's do top five D-backs in the draft tomorrow. You're huh? just going to be reading McShay's analysis of I the guy. You don't McShay's have analysis. analysis. I have my own. I do research, Ken. <laughs> and by research, it's reading verbatim what Don McShay puts out there. I don't like McShay. want to thank uh, Pat Lawler, Lawler like Associates, personal injury trial attorneys. Again, wanttolawyerup.com. Congratulations to Kelly in Palm Beach Gardens. Congratulations to all our winners that will be coming out Thursday to PB. Casey. He's Coquel. I'm Levick, and we're back tomorrow. We'll be live on ESPN 1063.